For RaceSchool.com, I'm Larry Mason here with Jason Hart, and you are driving in the Porsche Carrera Cup this weekend. And Jason, you've had a long career in all kinds of different cars, dirt cars and road racing cars. Uh, tell us about where you got your start. Uh, so I got my start basically at uh, the Bondurant School out in Arizona. Uh, from 95 to 99, I worked there, met a bunch of great people there, and, and kind of started my craft as a race car driver. And then uh, moved to Dallas, Texas. Uh, Alex Whitman, who I met at the Bondurant School, uh, decided to go out to Texas and, and do something a little different. Um, got a job in finance, it was going well, but just wasn't for me. So uh, eight months later, wonderful company, wonderful people, but I, I left there, started a race team, and um, we were doing Vipers and Corvettes, and that went well, and then we sold that race team, and then I kind of had a little bit of a lull, so I was doing a lot of just racing schools, working for manufacturers, doing some military work, uh, training, um, and then through those scenarios, I met Tony Hunt, who was an amazing sprint car driver, probably one of the most talented drivers I've ever known. And, and multi-time champion. Yeah, I think he's, what, six, seven-time West Coast uh, sprint car champion, like just a real badass. And, and I think now he's the first stuntman to get an Academy Award. I could be, could be wrong, but uh, he was the lead stuntman for Ford versus Ferrari, and I believe he got a massive accolade for that, which, you know, couldn't, couldn't go to a better guy. He's just the top. And uh, But anyways, meeting him and talking to a couple other guys that were into uh, sprint car racing, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do something new. I don't have anything going on. Sports cars aren't doing anything for me right now uh, as far as opportunity goes. So I... Uh went to go try to buy a seat or rent a seat in a sprint car and that wasn't really a thing back in roughly 2001, 2003, somewhere in there and uh, or at least wasn't in Texas so I just said alright I'm going in I got a couple new credit cards and I burned them with sprint car parts and engines and chassis put together my own little sprint car program and just said make it or break it um, Started running that and really tried hard to turn my career to dirt sprint car racing. And, and one of the biggest reasons was I love the format. You show up, you do a couple hot laps, you do your heat race, you get in the B or the A main, and uh, pack everything up, you go race again. And like, you know, during some of the different speed weeks throughout the country, I mean, you know, you're running four or five nights back to back. A lot of those guys run 80, 90, 100 shows a year. You can make a little bit of money. Um, and you're just racing nonstop, which is what I wanted to do. And, and, and that's when you and I met each other back in the day, and I think it was at Texas Motor Speedway where we worked together. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, the only thing I knew is you were just a sprint car driver. Yeah, yeah. So I tried to make that happen, and, and things were going decent, and I started getting a little bit better and learning those cars and, and learning those tracks. And my goodness, total polar opposite anything I've ever done, but totally rad. And, um, and then the phone started ringing for the sports car stuff, you know, coaching opportunities, a race opportunity. And obviously, I was working hard and reaching out to people and walking paddocks and doing all the normal thing and sleeping in my car because I didn't have money to get hotels so I'd sleep in my car and walk the paddock Saturday, sleep in my car, walk the paddock Sunday and then drive home and I'd just go to different tracks and different organizations and doing everything I, I possibly could to be a driver. And... Um, and then when the sports car thing started talk, taking off, I was like, well, I really love this sprint car thing, and I'm really invested into it, but I'm doing kind of well on the sports cars. And so it just, you know, I, I, I started doing less and less sprint car races each year, and then it went like two years in a row where I didn't even fire the thing up. And then so I sold that off and just started continuing to work towards the path that was opening up, which was sports cars. And... Uh, Man, it's really worked out. It's uh, met my wife through the program. I've got, I've got three, 
three beautiful girls. I've got amazing friends. Uh, I've got a house. I'm a race car driver. It's actually got a couple of investments here and there. Like it's it's a, it's a living. It's amazing. Uh, so to come from nothing, uh, twice in my life, I'm not ashamed to say that I've been over fifty thousand dollars in debt, which may be bigger than some or maybe less than others. But for me, it was all I had and all I could get credit for. And um, yeah, so I buried myself twice in this sport. And to be at a point where I can pay my bills and I take care of my family and race and 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 succeed, right? We've got you know we've done pretty well the last couple of years. And hey, you've won some big races. Yeah, I mean we've got uh, two championships in GT4 cars, um, countless wins in all different types of formats. We won the Baja 1000, which I'm really proud of, and I always say, and so my friends rib me for it, but I just it was a cool, really cool deal. Um, and we've got you know a lot of different types of wins in different sports car series and, and uh, endurance series, the 24H series, and done some international stuff with the Dubai 24-hour. I'm getting ready to go to the Spa 24-hour, run that this year. And what kind of car will that be in? Porsche GT3R 992. That'll be nice. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm pumped. We're gonna go. I'm only gonna make one day of the test because I'm testing at another track the day before uh, and then we'll do one day of the test and then we'll do the race weekend so I'm super pumped to get this experience spa last year I got to race um, Le Mans 24 hour in a Ferrari I mean that's pretty cool uh, total bucket list thing and, it, and it, it met and exceeded every expectation I ever had or every dream I ever had of, of Le Mans um, I mean it, it is just something that I'll hold near and dear to my heart for the rest of my life and there were people involved that got me there that want to be kept anonymous, but they know who they are, and, and I, I thank them for, um, you know, when somebody allows you, enables you to um, accomplish a dream, and a dream in such a way that it's it's not a dream you think you can achieve. I mean, I, I didn't give up on Lamont, but I had settled my mind that I, it would probably never happen for me. Although I was, every year I reached out to all the teams and called everybody and tried to network and do everything I could to get in it. Um, there's so many hurdles to that race. So many hurdles to that race. It's, it's unbelievable what you have to go through just to be able to race in that race uh, with the, with the sim test that you have to do and the qualifications you have to have and the license you have to have and the team approval that is needed and the, the laps that you have to do or if anything happens to the car and you miss those laps you're not in the race uh, there's it's just it's wild uh, so to have people that were so gracious to uh, help me accomplish my ultimate dream I'm forever thankful and, and I'll cherish that for the rest of my life and I hope everybody that's chasing that dream gets it um, and if they don't get it I hope that they can settle their minds that they gave it all they had and they just knew the obstacles that were in front of them because there's a lot of people that deserve to be there that won't get there um, just because of the nature of this sport it's it's very challenging it's very difficult and it requires enormous resources um, but yeah so talking about career cup uh, we decided to do career cup this year which is a series that I've always wanted to race in and um, so we're here at Long Beach. I've coached at Long Beach three times, but I've never driven the track until today. Um, what was your experience? Uh, did it, I'm sure you've done some sim training on this, so you kind of knew your way around. Uh, anything surprise you out there? Um, the bump in eight. 
uh, is not replicated on any sim software that I've ever driven, and I think it's a little different this year. So my, my personal experience is here on Presta, I went around the pace car, it's like, that's a lot worse than it used to be. Yeah, the, I, I think the wall is actually back of where it normally is, uh, and, and it is, it's exposing a big swell uh, right at apex, and man, it it is challenging to manage the car and get a run in that bump, which is great. It adds personality and it's going to differentiate drivers, but but wow, I've almost smacked that wall half a dozen times and you can see the marks on it already. A bunch of people already have. Um, that is a monumental challenge to be at the limit and get a run and get the car to settle underneath you so you can make that run out to the wall. So that will be the biggest um, surprise or shock or thing that I wasn't ready for. Um, and the rest of it, I mean, I've got a great relationship with SimCraft as a development driver, and uh, we make a lot of prototype parts for the SimCraft products that come out, and so I've got an Apex 6 at home with a bunch of prototype stuff on it, and um, the, the Apex 6 gives a very good representation of the elevation, the slight elevation that is here, and also the abruptness of the curbs, uh, so I felt like I had a, a leg up there, and, and I think it showed in the practice sessions, we were uh, near the top of the charts, both practice sessions, which was amazing, first time here. Even though I do have a lot of experience, you know, I've never driven this track, and um, and it's a daunting track, and it's it's such a prestigious track on the calendar. Uh, Kai Van Berlo won both races last year. He's in uh, IMSA GTD car this year. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a iconic track. This is definitely a bucket list track for me. I was brokenhearted um, when SRO lost their opportunity to race here from COVID, uh, and then they pushed it to the end of the year, and then they just wiped it. But that year, I think it was whatever, 2020 or something like that. Uh, man, that was a heartbreaker. Um, just from an, a desire to want to race here, just a pure racer, not, not talking about every, all the downsides of COVID and all of that, but just talking as a race car driver and, and wanting to race Long Beach and, and losing the opportunity due to unforeseen circumstances, that was a heartbreaker. For sure. Now, you're in this for the full season. I'm assuming that a championship is your goal. Yeah, uh, you know what, I probably have to back off that a little bit. I, I'm very realistic about expectations. Uh, I know that the guys that race in Carrera Cup, A, they race here a long time, but also I think Kai Van Berlo and a couple other drivers, uh, it took them three years to get their championship or, or their dominance. Um, and we're seeing that again with Riley, who's doing a great job. So I wasn't um, disrespecting that coming in. I was recognizing that. And I knew it would be a monumental challenge, which is why I jumped at the opportunity to race in this series, because I saw it as a real challenge, right? I've raced a lot of different stuff. But Carrera Cup's a unique car, a unique tire. You only have so many adjustments with the car. And you really have to adapt to the car. And so, like... I, I've explained to a lot of friends, I said, what's the difference between a GT4, which I have a lot of experience in, and, and the Carrera Cup car? And I said, well, to go really fast in a GT4 car, it's like standing on top of a basketball. And to go really fast in a Carrera Cup car, it's like standing on top of a basketball in a 30-mile-an-hour wind. It's just a little more challenging. It's a little smaller window. It's something that you just have to get used to its movements and know which movements you can drive through and which ones you have to react to and which ones you have to take advantage of. And, and so I am rapidly trying to like drink through a fire hose all the information to figure out how to get everything out of the car and develop as a driver in this series. 
Well, we wish you the best of luck going forward, and uh, it's great to see you, and we wish you great luck this weekend as well. But, uh, yeah, that's quite a varied background, and uh, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun, living the dream. Absolutely. Thanks for the interview, and thanks for everybody that uh, follows along this uh, interview. All right. Thank you.